This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Rob Ryan Red, the Wrexham Athletic Football Club podcast. I always wonder what the A stood for, Nate. Uh, turns <laughs> out we found out this week. Yeah, well, apparently so. I mean, you know, they never tell lies on the House of Commons, so they're rich. We yeah, exactly. don't know. It would be a first, um, wouldn't it? And, it, wait, you know. it, it would. Uh, so we're up the athletic, up the ticks. I don't know, Oldham are coming down. Wrexham, are we going to go up? I don't know, there'll always be some sort of... Either way, very funny, and uh, the kind of the backtracking on that was even funnier. If you haven't seen it, go and have a look. Um, I think if, if that was somebody, you know, if that was anyone else, just got to try and own it and have a laugh and, and, you know, own your mistake and laugh it off. But, yeah, backtracking uh, was a little bit daft. But, yeah, up the up the athletic town, mate. Yeah, it's rather disappointing that some people are choosing to focus on that, was the exact quote from a Sarah Atherton MP. <laughs> well, maybe don't get the name of your hometown's football club wrong after you're trying to cash in them, make yourself look better. You know, it, it's kind of basic, but oh well, we will move on from that one. On we move. Dagged them in at the weekend, not much to say about that. I did make it onto Ryan and Rob's TikTok highlights. You though. did? Wow, I, I looked, I was watching it and I, you know, I, I do enjoy those TikTok highlights and I thought, hang on, I recognise that dashing young fellow at the middle of the stand. And there you were with a friend of the pod, James Kelly. I'll tell you what, Rich, I don't know. You were kind of on the other side of the goal to where I was. I was just to the left, basically behind it, right in the thick of it. And I thought the atmosphere was one of the best I've been to in a long, long time. I thought it was brilliant. And the fact that, you know, fans stayed behind at the end, heaviest defeat of the season, clapping the players, singing, chanting, you know, credit to, I think it was Manny on the drum. A young lad, he he was brilliant throughout. I thought, I thought he really helped drill an atmosphere match. into the place. Yeah, he was he was man of the match for me. Brilliant and and yeah, uh, you know, not condoning flares, but it was a good laugh to see that all these flares had come in case we won the league and people just ah, we'll just use them anyway. Um, and and Mullen came to kick them off, but yeah, performance wise, I'm I'm I was disappointed on the day, but it, it in the grand scheme of things, it's it's nothing but a footnote in the season. So. You know, if that's been your heaviest defeat of the season on the final day, you've had some season. And, and look, credit to Stockport County and credit to, I said it on Twitter, credit to the county podcast lads. And, you know, that's what we want. And, and they're a good club and, and they deserve it. I mean, some of the celebrations, slightly odd. I, I would hope that if we 
go up, we're not going to be chanting about stop or getting battered, uh, or you know, no, that's a um, fact, though, isn't it? We we did do that. But like that said, is a fact. But I mean, I'm just but, yeah, I just want the S word to be gone now. It's all about Wrexham, and like you said, if, if, <laughs> hopefully when it we is. Promoted. But credit to him, that's it. That's all we can say, Rich. Credit to him. Good luck, and hopefully we're there in League Two with you. But yeah, Dagenham wise, I don't know. You must have enjoyed the day, Rich. It was it was. I thought it was a belting day, apart from the performance, the weather. The field on the way out apart from those three things uh i played yeah i mean as soon as we got off the bus we walked through this like the park towards the pipe major where everyone was and there was a man Brilliant. training like a, a bird of prey in the in the park he had it on wow. like, a stick and he was like calling it back onto his arm and then this army of Wrexham fans all thirsty just arrived <laughs> walked across i think they ruined his ambience a bit Pipe major staff, bless them, don't think they knew what they were expecting. Also, the families who had sat down to have a carvery and one and a half thousand Wrexham fans turn up. That was um, incredible. That was incredible. See, party. Seeing people come out with, you know, what looked like brilliant roast potatoes, Rich. I'm not going to lie. They looked it looked a superb carvery. I can't knock it. Anyone who has had a pipe major carvery, uh, I was quite jealous. But yeah, it was just a great, it just a really good atmosphere. It's one of the, one of the best I've been to, easily the best one I've been to this season on the road. Um, Stockport home was brilliant, but away from home, easily one of the best we've been at. And it shows yeah. you the difference of being somewhere where you can generate an atmosphere. You know, a lot of these open air terraces are a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit hollow, and like you said, they just, it's like I said, the acoustics just aren't productive enough to create an atmosphere. So it was great. And it, it was also really good that, you know, the reason the performance was so bad, we started sloppy. We had an off day. That's just fact. But then, Hmm. Parky said it himself post match when when the players sort of learnt that Stockport had gone two up, it just took the wind out of our sails. And then it was a matter of let's not get players booked, let's not get players injured. I would have brought Mullen off on the hour mark. I would have brought you know Tozer off when he got booked. I would have played it really safe because we have to look at the grand scheme of things. But I'm just delighted that the last five minutes turned into a bloody raucous away day, and we appreciated the team for what they've done because no matter what happens from now. This team has finished second after such an awful start to the season. They've clawed it back, given us so many great matches, home and away. Massive wins, incredible wins, historic wins, great goals and abundance of them. And they've also got us a trip to Wembley, which we're going to talk about soon. And, you know, we've got that this weekend. So there's so much to, to celebrate. We finished second and we're off to a cup final. I mean, you can't poo-poo that. I know that no, no, you fans will say you've spent a lot of money you, you have to expect to go up. But I was chatting to a father and his ch- kids sort of when they were on the way out of Dagenham, and we were sort of just saying, as we've said like, every week on the podcast, that if you're having a fun and going to watch your team and you've been winning most weeks, mm. then so be it. Obviously, we want to get promoted. That is the dream. That is the end goal. But I've had a bloody great season of supporting Wrexham and we've got three, hope, well, potentially three massive sort of cup finals in a row coming up. And Bring it on. It's been so exciting and I'm just delighted that rather than being a sour mood, which it could have been, it was a celebration. Those players came off with maybe some of the loudest reception they've had, louder than some of the away wins we've had this season. You know, it was just great. It was so enjoyable for the last five minutes and the players deserve that and the recognition that, you know, you've you've given it your best shot this season. You've somehow made a title challenge out of nowhere. We're not going to have a go at you for missing out because like we said it was never our title anyway let's just take this momentum go to the final three games of the season win them all then we've won a cup we're back in the football league it's as easy as that it, it sounds 
it sounds but well easy, mate, when you when you put it like that. Um, unfortunately, it, it isn't uh, that straightforward, as we know from years and years and years and years. I probably should say years 14 times, but as years of experience would show us, it's not unfortunately that easy. Um, I actually think, Rich, what I, what I when I was walking out of Dagenham, trudging through the sludge in the field, I worked out. Well, I didn't work out. I I, I kind of just felt that Wembley's come at a really good time because this isn't. Normally, the, the FA Trophy is earlier in the season, though, around March time, like February, March time, um, when we played Grimsby that time. And I just think this comes at a brilliant opportunity for Wrexham because we did look, we looked tired and we looked like we didn't have much left to give at Dagenham. And who knows, you know, had Stockport gone too behind, you know, maybe maybe the mindset would have been different. But I think Wembley comes at a point where it'll be a big week, it'll be a big build-up week different i'm sure they'll do i remember brian flynn when i spoke to him maybe on the podcast a while ago or, or off the off the mic but he was saying they would always do one thing different in the week to a cup game just to make it so a little bit special and especially if it was a big game so you know they'd stay at a hotel or they'd go out for a meal together or whatever and um i'm sure you know there'll be a lot of emphasis this week on on maybe just doing something a little bit different who knows what they're going to do um you know different playing training with different balls and different you know the shirts will be slightly different and we've seen mullen getting his poor patrol boots with his lad's name on the back and what, you know they're really what? what would you have on your boots uh what would have to be a tv show cartoon yeah or, or maybe some just some sort of sort of pop culture or whatever tv show pop maybe culture. Band. yeah just what sort um, of means sense to you maybe that you'd have on your boots if you were about to play at wembley well, well, I'm trying to think. What would you get? You sound like you've you already you've thought about this question. Um, Surprisingly, what do you think? not. Maybe like. Surprising, no, okay. What do, do you think? Donuts? I'm trying to think of maybe some Homer Simpson donuts. donuts. Maybe a picture of Homer Simpson. Maybe Homer Simpson picture, boots. That picture of Homer Simpson come out of the hedge, which is you know superb. But yeah, that's very good. I'm trying to think of this is very odd, but one of my favourite TV shows of all time is the TV show BoJack Horseman. So maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe BoJack on my on my heel. I don't know. You'd want something. I think the beauty of Paul Mullen's boots, because I'm sure it's great. But Paul Mullen, I'm assuming, doesn't go home after training uh, to find his series link on his skybox of Paw Patrol. I'm assuming it's just something he watches with his lad, and it means a lot to the lad. And I saw one of the responses to his tweet about it, Rich, which said, um, "You know, my six-year-old niece squealed when she seen these. I think you've tripled her excitement for Sunday, and that's cool. That's cool yeah. because it it shows." You know the the because for a lot of fans it'd be like I saw people saying to us why Paw Patrol like, well, what what is this show like, what it what is it is and you got to do a t- kids... the same tweet that like Robin Ryan did why Wrexham why Paw Patrol <laughs> yeah why Paw Patrol because they um, deserve it I, they also I, I believe that I believe the characters on his uh, what are they called Marshall and Chase I'm looking it up now Marshall well, and Chase so hopefully well, they bag a goal each mate well no speaking of Marshall um, obviously listeners last week will know I played at Old Trafford on Monday. Scored at Old Trafford on Monday. I've now scored as many Old Trafford goals this season as Anthony Marshall, and I've scored one more than Edison Cavani this season, and I'm taking that to the grave. I am taking that to the mate. grave. Stratford End or anything? Um, East big celebration. Then I, ran, then I ran over to the away end to celebrate, which I'm hoping that they had like a proper Getty photographer there. Wow. So I'm hoping that we get those by the weekend, and you know, I, I'm sure I will boast about. Any any ins- any inspiration on the celebration? Any Ollie Palmer style? Are you not entertained or? Anything, oh, no. anything in particular? It no. was just like when it went in, I got such a rush of adrenaline from my body. So arm, like, arm in the air, just straight forward. Yeah. 
Shearer style. I can't even yeah. remember, to be honest. It was such a yeah. blur, but it just made me think, God, I'd love to score a goal for Wrexham. That is the that's the next challenge I've got to try and do, you know, before maybe we can get a, an invite maybe to play at the race course one day. That would be uh, greatly appreciated. But yeah, um Wembley this weekend. And like you said, Nafe, it is just I'm thinking so about exciting. is it is it is it too egotistical to get your own face? It's way too egotistical to get your own face on your boot. That seems I, you I thought know, you were going to say to bring my, a, a mask of myself because I've been looking at these Paul Mullen masks, which of course are. Oh, I need one of those. Towards the end of the week. Um, Friday's think, paper, isn't it? Friday's I think the leader. leader of, the leader have put a list out of when they're being stocked. Some are on Thursday. Oh, wow. So if you listen to this on Thursday, go on the leader website. Because, um, like, for example, for me, Tesco in Mold has them on the Thursday for a couple of hours. And then there are different outlets all over North, North Wales. So if you want to get your Paul Mullen mask for Wembley, go to the leader live. And before we get on to Wembley as well, Nath. Saturday night in London, if fans are already down there. Yes. Um, so Barry, who uh, helps run the London Reds, uh, if I know it's last minute Saturday. If you're listening to this on Thursday when it comes out, you can still go and get tickets. £5. Um, I will put the link of the podcast. Um, Humphrey Carr is going to be speaking. Potentially a couple of others, former you know, former Wrexham players, managers, we'll, we'll see. And it's all still being decided. TBC now. Um, but Humphrey is definitely going to be there, confirmed. London Reds at the Welsh Centre in London. £5 ticket. Um, I'm going. It will be a great night, I think. And yeah, if you're at a loose end uh, on Saturday ahead of the final, come down and mingle with the London Reds. So yeah, that is an important bit of business, Rich. Thanks for reminding me. You're very welcome. And like we said, last weekend's happened. It's in the past now. It's almost irrelevant because there's the mitigation of the way the game went. It's just a feel-good feeling now. I mean, seeing Wrexham Athletic light up Wembley, <laughs> there's just so much to look forward to. <laughs> it's just, you know, the tickets have come through for me today as well on the email. Yes, I always had a bit finally. of anxiety and that pessimism inside of me. It's Wrexham and tickets, things don't often go too well, but they did come through. Um, I would say as well, anyone listening, that the advice is to to print them. I know they've got you a QR code it, on them. Well, they've got a QR code on them, so... I mean, I think that people might presume that you can scan it, but I do believe you've got to like insert it into a slot uh, for it I to think, be scanned. I, I think so Wembley I think... have more. Yeah, I think Wembley have more rules than the foreign embassy, mate. To be honest with you, I think they need you need to print it. I would print it out. Um, I'm usually a, a kind of a mobile person. Anyone who, who who knows me or goes to games with me, I'm always a kind of scan on phone. But this is definitely a lot more a, a case where I definitely have a, a printed backup. Yeah, and of course, printed your, phone, landscape, yeah. your phone might die on the day or you might yeah. run out of charge or your battery pack, like your, your portable charger might not work. So yeah, print it out. Is, yeah, just print it out. Obviously, it's not ideal for everyone, but hopefully there's enough notice now for anyone to, to get their ticket printed out. And it's just one A4 sheet and then you fold it twice and that sort of makes your ticket. Again, Naif, I like having an actual ticket, a proper one. As do I. Are they like gone this. now? Are the day's gone for that now? Uh, are we, are we phasing actual tickets out? I, I think. I don't know. I think so. I mean, it seems I mean, that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it does seem a bit end of the worldy, doesn't it? Having to print out your own ticket and, uh, <laughs> and then cashless Wembley as well. Um, maybe this is a sign. Well, look, well Wembley. Look, uh, as people know, it's it's going to come as no bombshell surprise that food and drinking Wembley is incredibly expensive. Uh, see the man at the Tyson Fury fight who paid £47 for pick and mix. 
which I, I like pick and mix, which I'm not going to lie, but I £47 don't... £47 for a pick not, and mix? No, yeah, I don't, I don't want to pay £47 for a pick and mix. Admittedly, the pitcher didn't actually show what he'd got for that amount, but he was adamant Probably that it was two not... two jelly snakes for that sort of price. Yeah, who picks these jelly... I, I get jelly snakes are nice, Rich, but you've got to be, you've got to be tactical in these things. Yeah, you, trust you've me. Got to go with, you've got to go with the flumps and the, the, the light stuff, Never yeah? Never a flip. No, no. You've got to fill in the gap. You've got to fill in the gaps of mini eggs or chocolate raisins if you're that way inclined. I I used to go to Wilco almost like every week on a Friday to get a pick and mix on the way home. And trust me, I've nailed I've nailed the pick and mix stacking to a, to a T, which you know I could definitely get my money's worth of forty seven quid. Let's put it that way. But yeah, it's all about uh, filling it properly. But um, Nathan. It's all, about, it's all about Box Park, mate. It's all about Box Park before Sunday, before we get onto the game. Yeah, mate, the that's where we are. Box Park seem to be the two most popular. Myself they are. and you will be at Box Park. Lots of choice there for places to eat, places to drink as well. It's just going to be a really good day. And I saw Refi TV saying that it looks like it should be low 20s, sunny day. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's just going to be a brilliant day, isn't it? I, there's something special about... A Wembley, it's just special, Richard, a Wembley trip, a cup final trip. You know, people still talk about going down to Cardiff 2005. You know, we had Sean Pedgick on here talking about seeing a sea of red as before we played South End. And people, you know, talk about that Fergie team and, and uh, Ugarte and others. And people then think of Grimsby digging ourselves out of snow and, and winning that one on penalties. Johnny Hunt with a winning penalty. Thornton scores for us there as well in normal time. Richard Brody um, launching one to Mars. Yeah, but you know it, it's they're the, the memorable trips, Rich, because they're not. You know, it, it, if as we all hope, we do go up, we we, it, we may not be at Wembley for for a, a long period of time. We might, you know, we might get there again straight away, playoff or check a trade. But you know, they are special. They're they're not trips you make very often. So make a weekend of it, as people are. Make a day of it. The kickoff's a bit irritating that it's that late on, and and you know, I know for certain people it's. Clashing with last day of Premier League season, but come on, this is Wembley. This is Wrexham at Wembley. Twenty thousand tickets sold, three tiers of Wrexham fans. It, it, it's going to be bonkers, and you know we're playing another good team in Bromley. I think it'll be a belting game, and I think Paw Patrol boots will 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 come and come up and and do the goods for us, mate. Yeah, I, I just can't wait. And like you said, I think for some fans, there's maybe the fact is that what fourth trip in nine years to Wembley. So, you know, we've been absolutely spoiled. But like you said, it, it could still be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for some fans. It could be 10, 20, 30, 40 years until we go again. And like you said, when you go to the Football League, obviously there will be the EFL Trophy, as it's called now, the Johnston's Paint when we won it last time. But there's no guarantee that you would see Wrexham in a cup final again. You know, we've been quite fortunate in a weird way that we've always been one of the bigger teams in non-league. So we've always had a really good chance and you know you have to take it you have to you know choose how you approach the competition anyway but you've always got a good chance of getting to the trophy final because of the way that the, the depth of squad we've got the quality of players we've got but when we get promoted like you said Nath it might only be sort of playoff finals to get us there but we might be winning the leagues anyway or yeah that's the hope where mate. we, we, we missed out entirely so you can you can't take for granted a trip to Wembley. I know that some fans might say, "Well, we've been four times in seven years, and it's only the trophy." Oh, sorry, four times in nine years, and it's only the trophy. But it's a chance to watch Wrexham win a trophy, and that is just incredible, incredible. And that will get some of those fans who maybe have joined the bandwagon as such this season hooked even more. 
because like this, you is, said, this, this is it for Robin days... Ryan. This is it. This is the first one, Rich, for us. You know, we're we're talking about the scars we carry from the Newport game or the North Ferriby game. But for Robin Ryan and their families, they're all coming over. This is an unbelievably special day. Imagine for us, it's amazing. You know, being able to see Dean Keats against Grimsby lift the trophy and and, and was it Keatsy? Am I misremembering? Yeah. Keatsy and Morrell together, yeah. I believe, wasn't it? So they, 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 yeah, they lift it, and what an amazing... And I'm just, I love that day. It's, it's etched on my brain. But yeah, imagine Rob and Ryan being able to take their families and friends, whoever comes with them, and, and look on, and if Wrexham do go on and win it, as we hope. Imagine seeing a team that you know, you've you know, become a part of, a custodians of, and, and seeing them win at a stadium the size of Wembley and having 20,000 you know, raucous Wrexham fans. It'd be, I think it'd be really emotional for them. I, I think, think it'd be a really well emotional well, moment. Because they started off when fans weren't allowed to go to games and it was always hard to gauge the true impact of the takeover. And now they'll be able to see that Red Army, everyone who's bought into what they're doing, everyone who's so grateful for what they've done. And it will just be a really beautiful moment for, like you said, their families as well and for themselves, but for Wrexham fans and our co-chairman to share it and to share it at Wembley, hopefully to watch this fantastic team win a trophy and like we said after that it's another two cup finals hopefully and we're, we're closer and closer to the end goal but there's just so much to celebrate and I think yes. that we have to Loads. just embrace that and like you said I can't wait the games against Bromley this season of course we had that win at home we had the draw away it's, it's going to be a oh tough God, game. The away game and the away particularly game. In, a, in a cup final as well because like you mentioned there we had the North Ferriby game where you, you just it, you, you can't sort of legislate for that. It's just that's what happens in the Cup. And they got to the final for a reason. Bromley finished the season in 10th place. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting one, really. I mean, they won on the final day 4-2 away at Barnet. But before that, they'd drawn one all with Altrincham. They drew two all with Dover. They lost 3-0 to Solihull. They drew one all with Aldershot. They drew 0-0 with Maidenhead. You know, they're a team who... You certainly go into it on much worse form than we go into it. If you look at the last 10 games, which you know I, I love to look at, Wrexham are fourth in the non-league form table, Bromley are 15th. So You love a form table. You do I love do. a form table. Do you form do table. love a form table, yeah. But no, look, look, Rich, I mean, I think it suits Wrexham to have a, a good calibre of opposition um, because I think, it's, just say there was a massive gulf between the sides, Um you know, what's to say that that team wouldn't just sit in, dig in, try and frustrate Wrexham? And, you know, Wrexham have got the quality on a big pitch like that. I saw James Jones today saying he missed out when Lincoln got to the playoff final, I think it was. Yeah, he did the playoff, um, yeah playoff final, and, um, and he missed out through injury. Pool. Yeah, he missed out through injury, and he was saying that, you know, he really hopes he gets another chance. And I look at players like him, like... Jordan Davis. I mean, if Tom O'Connor comes in, I don't know if Parky will freshen it up ahead of the playoffs. He might do. Could well do. You know, I'd look at players like Bryce Hosanna, we know he's got pace, or Reese or Johnson, or um, Callum McFadden. With the width of the pitch, I don't know if you thought this, but at Dagenham, I thought the pitch looked massive, Rich, and I don't think we we used the width of it because you do wonder with Toza's throw, given the size of the Wembley pitch, how how much impact that will have. Um, so I really hope our wide players can really stretch Bromley because it's not they're not just Michael Cheek and ten others, but if you can keep Michael Cheek quiet, that is a big that goes a long way to kind of nullifying 
the threat they will pose to us. So I th- I'm hoping for a belting game. I think both teams will score. And I think we'll probably come out 3-1 winners. That's my prediction, Rich. Early doors. I, think, I mean, I was spot on last time I gave a prediction. I've not really, to be honest, I've not really thought about the actual match. I've thought about the occasion and what it's going to represent, but I've not thought necessarily what's going to happen on the day. So, yeah, I'm just excited. I do think we will win, but... Obviously, there's always yes. been the pessimism after a defeat. Like you said, it's Wrexham. It's not going to be done the easy way, is it? <laughs> but we've got this character to at least come back in games. We've got some fantastic players. And we've got players who have performed really well on the bigger stages this season. You think of Palmer and Mullin. The big games, they have turned up. And yeah, we we are, again, no offence, it is a cup game. We know I've said just then it's a one-off, but we are a far superior team in, in terms of the personnel we've got. So... Mm. It's another test of character and it would be a real shame. It would be such a shame if this season, in a way, counted for nothing if we didn't go up and we didn't win the trophy. Right. That would be a real... I think there would be a feeling of anti-climax to it and disappointment and falling short. Of course, there's still positives and the journey we've made and the progress we've made and the foundations we've laid for next season. But, but we'd I, be on here... Yeah, we'd be on here talking about... We'd be on here trying to cling to the fact that we'd be in the... Would we go into the Tunnock's Caramel Wafer Cup again? I think we do. I think if we uh, if we finish second and don't go up, we go back into the Scottish Challenge Cup. It's the best tournament of all time, the the, the Caramel Wafer Cup, mate. That is. I mean, I didn't. Who does I, want to sing Champions of Scotland? You'll never sing that. <laughs> I I'm I'm still cursing myself that I never went up to Ibrox that time we played at Rangers because that looked belting. Um, but yeah, look, it shouldn't come to that. I was confident we'd win the league at Dagenham. Um, so maybe I'm not the the Nostradamus I thought I was. But I, I think big moments and people will scoff it's the trophy it's a big moment it's a it's a it's a game at Wembley everyone's friends and family will be there um you know loads well, of the players will have people there supporting them they, they want to lift a trophy come on people exactly. like Paul Mullin imagine saying to Paul Mullin, imagine I saw you know people saying that maybe there'd be some rotation after Dagenham and ahead of playing the, the home playoff semi-final imagine having to tell Paul Mullin I know I hear from him later but Morel told Chislevich, didn't he, Adrian Chislevich, that he wasn't starting and Chislevich was going mad in his hotel room. Imagine telling Mullin or Palmer or James... You could go right through the team. Ben Tozer, James Jones, Luke Young, Jordan Davis. Imagine telling one of them, sorry, mate, um, you're you're not going to start the game. You're going to be on the bench and... Unless we really need you, you're not coming on. Yeah, Yeah, not a chance. No one's going to want to say that. As we said... Winning breeds success. You know, you want these players to stay fit and match ready. I alternatively, I don't think I'd want Mullen like Paul Mullen when he's not played for what would it be like almost two weeks by the time it would be what thirteen days for the playoff semi final. I want these yeah. players to be fit yeah. and round to go. Obviously, in an ideal world, maybe you could bring someone on on, on the hour mark, but it's a cup final, so it's very unlikely that's going to actually happen. But like you said, I think you just got to play your strongest team. We did that in the semi final. It worked wonders, and I think you've got to go for a, a similar setup again. I think, like you said, Nave, the the question mark is probably on the wing backs because I think they've been targeted in the last few games, and I think that's been a real weakness that's been exploited. I think it was every Dagenham goal came from that from their right wing, our left back area. Junior Marias, brilliant. Of, Jun- yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's that gap. It's that gap between, and that that'll come with experience and. More work on the training ground and more time. You know, we've had McAlinden in there. We've had 
they start the season with Rudd in there and Lennon. And it's it's though that position between the left wing back and that left centre back, there's been quite a bit of change there, even though Max has played quite a lot. Yeah, um, and like you said, we've had record Green, McFadden now, Matthew yeah. that left wing back. And it's, it is just about getting that partnership. And I think the, their games don't necessarily complement each other too much. There isn't so much synchronicity between Cleworth and McFadden. Both great players, both probably going to be integral next season as well. But, you, you know, that is been, that's just been a weakness that's been exploited. And I'm sure Bromley will look to exploit it as well. So it's, it is a big call at, at wing back, isn't it? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm expecting... What am I expecting? I'm expecting him to go McFadden and Reese Hall-Johnson. But we shall see. That's what it's, I mean, it's open for debate. I think a lot of the other spots are locked. I would play my strongest team, Rich. I don't know about you. I can see the element, you know, if if if, if there was touch knock on wood here um, on my desk. Um, I can imagine that, you know, if there was an injury... It, people would come back and say, "Come on, this is the trophy. Why did why did we play these players?" But come on now, this is special, and who knows when these players will get to play at Wembley again? And I, and I've always said in the podcast before, you can't you can't worry about injuries before they happen. It's just part of the game. So let's enjoy the day. Let's enjoy Box Park. Say hello if you see us. Um, I'll be there from about midday probably. You'll be there just after half one, won't you? It's a quarter past four kickoff, I believe. So um, a lot of time to to get involved and enjoy the day. And I'm sure we'll see some familiar faces. I know Manny Smith's heading down there. Andy Morell will be down there. Robbie Evans. So there'll be plenty of uh, Reds past and present there, I think. Yeah, just can't wait. It's just going to be such a celebration, so much excitement. And yeah, time for them to, to make history. And it's just, yeah, I just can't wait. Red or white like... shirt, Rich. Red or white. Because I'm, I've am i gone and bought the, like I said, I bought my dad as well this. I've gone and bought the new white shirt, which will be worn for the final. Um, what? Are you, but are you, are you a are you a red man? Home strip for the for the cup final. That's what I was thinking. I, I mean, I, I like the idea of a red wall in in our quadrant. It's nice, nice. I like the thought of that happening. I mean, I sent you a picture before, I believe, or sort of a selection of my shirts laid out. I'm still trying to choose which one. I almost feel like I need to retire. I think I wore the ninety four ninety five one. Um, well, the, I think it was that era anyway with, it, with the collar. I wore that at Dagenham. Because we lost, I feel that I can't then wear it to Wembley. The TikTok yeah. shirt from this season, the home shirt, this might be one of my few chances to sort of wear it. It's going to obviously go down in history as that's the first sort of shirt from the full proper season of the takeover. But yeah. next season, I might be wearing a new Swish home shirt. So I don't know. I don't know. Or do I wear the... 2013 shirt when we last won decisions, the decisions, mate. Decisions, but decisions. I will tweet a picture of Rob Brown Red on Thursday of my dilemma. So let us know which shirt you're gonna wear to Wembley this weekend, and if you can as well, let me know which one of my shirts you think I should wear as well because I'm having a bit of a dilemma. I do think I'll go for red, but yeah, you the fact you're wearing white, Nath, it's 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 really uh, sort of playing on my mind at the moment. Yeah, I did. You know, I just, I mean, it's a new shirt. The players are going to be wearing that one. It's it's served us really well in the cup run, hasn't it? You know, when we kind of weren't hopeful away at Notts County, and um, do, we've worn white all the way through, haven't we? Since yeah, since yeah, Lost yeah, yeah worn white all the way through. Bournemouth, um, Notts County, Stockport. Here's a, here's a story for you, Rich. Well, got, was yeah, it, or was it, Fo- it, it Folkestone and Victor? Yeah. yeah, where the where their captain gave us the middle finger as he got off the bus bizarrely um it was an email this is quite good actually from uh, it's not from myself but it is from another nathan who's emailed in uh, robrandred at gmail.com and he put hi fellas uh great job you've done this year on the podcast 
keeping the fingers crossed that three things happen. So he sent this before the Dagenham game. So he said, hoping that three things happen. Uh, Wrexham can get the job done at Dagenham. Unfortunately, Nathan, that didn't happen. His second option was, my wife can give birth to our firstborn, um, who is due on the 19th of May, which is the day this will come out. So that is a that is the due date. And his third one is that Wrexham can lift the FA Trophy again on Sunday. He put, I currently have tickets for both games. Uh, this was Dagenham and uh, the FA Trophy. I live down south. Um, however, if you see a Wrexham fan making a mad dash for the exit of Wembley, it's likely to be me. So I don't know. I've no update if, if the child has been born. Congratulations, Nathan, if uh, your firstborn has been born. But if you're kind of loitering towards the exit at Wembley uh, midway through the first half, I won't think too badly of you. If I see a man sweating rich, or you do, then we know the reason. Um, so there you go. You could have, I don't know, would you ever name a baby after a Wrexham player? Well, would you ever name your baby Paul? Well, so, I was thinking you could go Paul. Middle name, maybe? We could Paul or Pauline, couldn't you? Either way, it's getting tricky Pauline. to Molly, Mullins, isn't it? So, it's going to be oh, Pauline, it's, it's, super Pauline. It's a win-win on that Yeah, one, there you yeah. go, mate. Maybe. There you go. Well, that, yeah, thanks for the email. Thanks for the email, Nate, because that was um, that was uh, great. And you can email us, robryanred at gmail.com. And if you want to tweet us, you can tweet us at robryanred. I don't know, Rich, we've got a couple of things we want to chat about. Um, one about a Jordan Davis interview, and then we've got some interviews we've done previously if you if you if you're among the newer listeners to the podcast i've got some interviews and talking about fa trophy so what do you want to do i'm going to put the power in your hands do you want to play the I clips think, of the interviews yeah, and i think while we're on fa trophy mode we will yeah throw back to a couple of interviews we did right at the start of rob brown red so these are from the archives but they are very poignant ahead of our trip to wembley this weekend we've got adrian chislovich talking about what it means to win the fa trophy louis malt on the opposite side of what it's like to score twice in the final and still end up losing the FA Trophy with Wrexham. And like we said, both interviews, the full interviews are in the Rob Brown Red archives. We've got some great ones lined up and that we've already recorded, but we just have so much, so many games at the moment they have not really got a time to, to put them out. Of course, Nave's got his great bumper interview with Manny Smith, which is possibly the best in, uh, podcast interview we, we have done. Um, like I said, that will be out in, in the weeks ahead. We just need to almost wait for the season to end before we can do that. We want to treat every game as they come, really. So, yeah, we're going to hear, first of all, from Adrian Chislovich, and then after that, we'll hear from Louis Malt about his experiences of playing in the FA Trophy final for Wrexham. I mean, I guess we, we have to mention the trophy final now, don't we, after that? Uh, you absolutely changed the game. You saved our day out. We are always going to be grateful to you for that. Uh, what was your memory of of leading up to that game, really. We had a really good, it was a tricky run, but it was a good run in the FA Trophy. Obviously, the story's so um, we had a tricky run against Solihull Moors and the games were a semi final. And what was the build up like to that, that Wembley, our first appearance as a club at Wembley as well? Yes, like you said, the, the, if you've gone all the way back now, my parents came over for that game and obviously we were snowed in, weren't we? So we went to Wembley two days before that and um, I had to sort of try and get somebody to pick my parents up from the airport because my other half was snowed in. So that was the uh, hardest part to start with and then obviously try and get them to Wembley. But um, um, like you said there, obviously the day before, Andy Morell mentioned the team. So obviously I wasn't happy because I wasn't starting. Um, I think because I played as well for every game before that, I think uh, to the to the lineup to the final. So um, I wasn't happy. And I remember I was, you know, effing and jeffing in the, in, the, in the hotel room and I hear a knock on the door and Andy Morell's behind the door. 
So uh, I hope he didn't hear me, but he probably did. Um, but at the time, obviously, I wasn't happy, but we had a chat and um, obviously he said after an hour, you're going to be coming on for, for himself and uh, hopefully change the game for us. And obviously, that's the approach I took. There's no point sulking about it because obviously you got a job in hand. And uh, yeah, as soon as I came on the pitch, I was just trying to do my best. Yeah, you know, you said about the, taking the first penalty, but I just wanted to know, you, you've obviously scored your one, you can't do anything else. You know, when you're waiting to see Johnny Hunt go up, I mean, what were you thinking? You've obviously seen all the lads take him in training. You're confident in yourself, but, you know, there must have been a little bit of nerves. It was either, you know, with a great image of you all running towards us in the away end. Obviously, he's etched on all our memory, but did you know that Johnny was going to slot that one away? <laughs> your guess is as good as mine uh, I've never seen Johnny Allen take a penalty in his life to be honest he'd have Chris Westwood but uh, yeah they were they were you know lads put, some lads put their hands up straight away um, that wanted to take it like I said you know you might have another opportunity to take a penalty Wembley again so um, Chris Westwood obviously had a great career and he said listen I want to take one Daniel Ray I want to take one so um, I can't even remember who the fifth ball was to be honest but um, yeah the lads some of the lads felt confident enough to just put their hands up straight away and like you said, the picture at the end, um, I think it's it's still in the club shop, if I remember right. So, uh, you know, it's definitely a memory that's, um, that's going to definitely stand out. I think every Wrexham fan in their history has had that as their phone wallpaper at some point, that picture. Like it, was, it was my laptop wallpaper. I had it printed out. I had a poster had it everywhere. But in terms of the, the fan as well, Adrian, you also had two decent chances where you could have scored. I remember right up behind the goal in the second tier at Wembley. I remember you had a, an effort at the Grimsby end where you, you turned and hit a, a half volley, I think, for 30 yards, and you had the one where you curled one towards the back post and, you know, you're up, a great, up against a great keeper that day. But did you feel like, when it was going to penalties, did, did you feel that you were going to you were gonna win the final or did you think it really was still up in the air? Like, like you said there, we had so many chances. I remember Danny Ryan in the post as well, I think, in the, in the extra time. And it's just, you have so many chances, you think, is it actually going to happen? Um but yeah, so, you know, penalties always got to be a lottery, isn't it? So you just go up and pick a spot and be confident and, you know, hopefully, hopefully it goes in. And lucky enough, obviously, all four of us went the same way and the keeper went the opposite way four times. So, um, and that was obviously the outcome out of it. So it was, it was, it was good. It was much said in kind of the, in the huddles, you know, often a lot is made of getting together in the extra time huddles at the end of full time. What was Andy like in those kind of moments? In, t- in terms of just like giving you a bit of clarity, any kind of tactical tweaks, anything like that? And not really, because I think I think we played well all game, really. So there wasn't much to tweak, really. Um, like I said, you know, we just get you together and say, listen, lads, keep keep going, obviously keep pushing. And um, there wasn't much to be changed, really. Just obviously try and take one of those chances if they if they come along. And uh, unfortunately, we couldn't do that in the 120 minutes. But then again, when it mattered. Uh, Probably the fans didn't want the penalties, but uh, you know. But uh, my mum definitely didn't want it in the in the stand. She was going to have a heart attack. But uh, yeah, so definitely uh, more drama for the fans, wasn't it? So and fond memories of the celebrations after that. You know, going back, obviously we saw we saw the trophy lift, and many of us had to try and make our ways home through the snow back up to North Wales. But I assume it was a great night for the players as soon as you got back behind the scenes. Yeah, we were fortunate enough. Uh, Richard Watkin um, managed to let us use the whole lodge hotel at the time, so everyone could come back with their families and uh, and obviously close ones to to, to celebrate. And like I said, for myself, my mum and dad obviously living abroad, they don't get a chance to see many games. Um, so they came over and obviously managed, managed to celebrate together. 
so that was obviously another special special moment for myself but um I remember right, I think Dean Keats went with the trophy into town centre at two in the morning or whatever it was, and the fans were running around with the trophy and stuff. So I'm sure they had a, they had a laugh, uh, they had a laugh around Wrexham at that though. You know, we, we we made it all the way, all those replays and the penalties and whatnot. You make it to a final. Now, you know, understandably at, at our level, finals few and far between. You don't get many of them, either the playoff final or, or the FA trophy we had a few years earlier. What was that like just for you, your family, your friends? You know, you're going to play at Wembley um, and kind of talk us through the build-up to that game because we, we were going there with all due respect as, as big favourites, which we weren't the last time we went there against Grimsby. Yeah, it was uh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I thought the, the build-up, the, the way the football club looked after us and prepared us for the game was, was fantastic. Uh, and then obviously, like when you walk out and you you see how many fans are there compared to their fans, it was just surreal. It was honestly, it was just incredible. Uh, I, I don't know. I just remember the game, and we started really well. Uh, we score early. Uh, Joe Clark does well, gets to the byline, pulls it back, and I finish it with my left foot. I think, uh, and I found we were comfortable, so so yeah. comfortable. You know, I don't think they could get near us. Like, and I think we go, I think we go two up, do we? Do we go yeah, two? Jay, Jay gets the second one, yeah, just on yeah. the hour. So an hour gone with two nil up, and, I, and I'm in the stand thinking. Oh, I was thinking three days. or four at the stage. I, I was thinking happy days. You know, this is it. This is another trophy yeah. in the bank. Yeah, so you know, you must have been thinking similarly. You must, well, not at, you must have been thinking we're in total control of this game. Yeah, well, two nil up, we were very comfortable, weren't we? We were so comfortable. Uh, and then I don't know what happens really. You know, a lot's been said about it previously, hasn't it? About you know the Robbie Evans coming on for Keatsy and yeah, yeah, you know stuff like that. And you know, it's hard to put your finger on you know why it actually was. I don't think you could say it was that one thing. Uh, you know, there was a, there was you know there was a number of things that went on. Uh, did that seem odd? Did that seem odd on at the time on the pitch? Do you think? Keatsy, you know, he's one of the ones that you'd rather have him stayed on. Or, yeah, I don't know, was that something that you thought about on the pitch? Uh, at, the, at the minute of that, you know, of that game, I just thought we were that comfortable. It didn't matter, it didn't matter what we were going to do. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Keatsy was running things, to be fair, but whether the gaffer was thinking, you know, he's blowing up, his legs are getting heavy, you know, we need to get a bit more legs in there. Uh, well, you know, it's hard when you're playing to see, you know, yeah. what, what other people are seeing. Uh, you know, looking back, I bet you Kev Wilkie thinks I should have left Keatsy on and, yeah. you know, and maybe packed the midfield more and put Robbie on, took a winger off or something. Do you, do you know what I mean? Uh, well, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, it's only by a full-time whistle that those decisions are questioned because at the, at the moment we probably weren't thinking of them so cynically. Another sort of bit of moment up there is the third, the third goal you scored you salvage what was looking like a 3-2 defeat in extra time you score a great goal on the half volley just last minute of, of extra time to take us to penalties and that made me feel once again like oh of course we're not going to lose this because Louis come up trumps again what was that goal like though because that celebration was pretty iconic as well you, it looked like it meant a lot Massively. to you Massively. yeah I'll be honest that meant a great deal to me uh I don't know, really. It it felt, it just felt like 
I give my everything, my yeah. absolute everything, and I just let it all out in the celebration. Uh, I caught the ball so sweet. I mean, I couldn't have hit it any better. Uh, and when I just see it just whistling the, the roof of the net, and then the noise, you know, behind the goal was just that's that, that's a memory I will never ever forget. It was you know, and because it's at Wembley as well. Yeah. It just felt like as soon as that goes in, that's it. We're gonna win. Like it doesn't matter what's gonna happen. We're gonna win. It's meant to be. Uh, and then you know what what happens later on is just just heartbreaking, really. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was just gonna say it. I've seen. We've, we've we've both seen Rich a lot of players come and go, and and you know the nickname King Louis and and all these other things. But but it's it, uh, we can't. I, I put like I said, I put the message out. I can't get through an interview and not talk about that interview after the FA Trophy final. Um, I've seen a lot of interviews in my time, and one particularly by Keatsy when he was gaffer away at Eastleigh, and, and, you know, these interviews, and you don't often see that real burning passion that you're desperate to see as fans, especially when we're, we're heartbroken trying to go home back to, back to North Wales. Talk us through that. I mean, was that, you know, you looked absolutely, I mean, I'm, I'm stating the obvious, you looked absolutely devastated and... Was it that just utter pure, utter devastation there? Yeah. Um, first of all, I remember straight after the also we lose on penalties, and I remember straight after the game uh, doing like a little lap around the goal, and, and I, I remember adrenaline at this point has got me. It has absolutely got me. Uh, I think it's because I scored the goal, you know, to get to make it three three, and I'm sort of a massive high. We go to penalties, I score my penalties, but then we lose on penalties and then I'm on a massive low. But my adrenaline is sky high. And I remember just going around to every corner of the behind the goal and shouting, stick with us, stick with us. And I remember pointing to myself saying, stick with us. Because I firmly believed that that would make us stronger for the season after and we would go and get automatic promotion. That was instantly in my head. And that's why I walked around and I was pointing to myself saying, and us saying, stick with us. And I remember doing it all the way around until I got down the tunnel, basically. And then, obviously, the, it devastated. And you, I often know, you know, I'm going to get an interview, but I don't know what to say. Like, I'm, I'm in the showers and I'm thinking, well, what do I say? How can I put that into words? And I, like, even with the interview, I hadn't got a clue what I was going to say until my heart, my heart and everything, passion just, just came out. Uh, and I remember, you know, a few of my, uh, my mates and whatever you say, like, what were you doing? Like, like, that's embarrassing. I was like, I'm not embarrassed by that. Like, that's who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I play on the edge. I play with passion. And I'm very passionate about Wrexham football, but still am. Uh, I felt that moment. I didn't know what that moment was going to do, by the way. I didn't do it for that. I didn't. That was just me. That was just raw emotion coming out of me. Uh, but that, I think that, that, that moment there is probably why I'm popular with the, with the fans, as well as obviously mm. goals and my, my, my performances. Well, 
Well, Rich, uh, a tale of two finals. Two finals we should have won. One which we did, uh, and one, unfortunately, we didn't. Both ended uh, in dramatic fashion. Yeah. Yeah, it's... great to have Chiz on. I mean, Chiz was our first guest to start the podcast off, and, and Louis... I mean, was it? Were you in the tunnel for that one? I mean, Louis was in tears, wasn't he? I can't remember if you were in the tunnel for that one with yeah. the media team. You I were was in the tunnel afterwards, and yeah, Louis was just—it was the most one of the most emotional interviews I've ever sort of been a part of, and it just really hurt, and it really hurt the players as well because there was a feeling that that was it—that was this special anniversary season of so much jubilation had come to an end, and a feeling as well from that squad that you know. Kevin Wilkins' time was was going to be up. I mean, on the way back home, I remember as sort of the media team, we were just chatting anyway, and we were sort of having a debate, are we wilk, wilk in or we wilk out? And it was, you know, it was a divide. And by the time I got home, I was, I'd convinced myself, well, his recruitment's been spot on. We've just not had consistency, starting to know his best team. And I was saying, Kevin Wilkins needs more time. And then hours later, he was relieved of his duties. And yeah, it was sort of, brought to an end that that sort of sorry season, which had so much potential. But that's what we said as well. I mean, North Ferriby, no offence to them, but that seemed like such a gimme and we went 2-0 up and it seemed like a breeze and maybe even complacency kicked in. I know there was that infamous Dean Keats substitution when we were in control of the game and, you know, if he'd stayed on, Kevin Wilkin might have had a longer time in a job and who knows how the history of Wrexham might have changed. But... It's just, that's what the cup final's all about. You you can't sort of predict anything. I know I talked about the form guide, but it does go out of the window, doesn't it? And there's so much mitigation, so much can happen during the match. One mistake, one lapse of concentration, one moment of magic, one bad refereeing decision. It's just such fine margins and it's got me worried, but also so excited for the weekend. Yeah, I mean, there's that great podcast that Paul Mullen, uh, not ours, but uh, uh, Paul Mullen did one recently, uh, with the BBC, uh, 72 plus, I think it's called. Um, and he was talking about, yeah, it, it actually gets to him. The refereeing gets to him because he, he cannot fathom like how the officiating is so... But I believe, I, I think the official's been announced. I, I want to say it's quite a top-level ref. Well, um, again, Premier League level, maybe, is it? The referee, for me, at Old Trafford on Monday, was a championship ref. and Really? Yeah, so, I don't know, maybe... I'm was he good? Off. Was he... He was, was fair. He, what was he like? Yeah, he was, was fair. fair. Yeah. Um, there was a clear red card, but he let it be a yellow card because it was a just a kick around. Yeah, really. I, I hope you do. I hope you were doing the VAR, the VAR signal, get him to the monitor, mate. Oh, imagine if my goal had been disallowed. That would have been very heartbreak, wouldn't it? But no, it's, <laughs> it still stands. What, what, what? Talk us through that finish, mate, very quickly. What, 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 what were we saying? Ball into the box, header, so, right so foot, Monday. left foot. So anyone who was in the northwest on Monday will know it was torrential rain, like torrential rain it was a storm and old trafford not covered so i was soaked through like absolutely drenched the their center back had the ball i chased him down um real sort of gegen press um callum powell style maybe even um ran ran to get the ball off him he cleared the ball full pelt into my face my Ooh. face it really really hurt but then i used the momentum to carry on running shoulder barged him off the ball he slipped the keeper came out and I chipped it over the keeper and the keeper like two, not, not two foot of me, one foot of me into my shin, which really bloody hurt. But the ball <laughs> just sort of so agonizingly just trickled over the line into the net. And before I knew it, my teammates were yeah, bombarding me. It was, it that, was is the, that is the, that is the, that is the kind of commitment that super Paul Mullen would appreciate mate. Yeah. That's the and kind then, of warrior spirit that you need. 
after the match, everyone was asking me, would you swap that? Would you swap the feeling of scoring at Old Trafford for Wrexham to get promoted? And in a heartbeat, I said, I would give that goal up right now. Get us out of this horrible league. You know, I, I just can't wait. It's but there's so much excitement, isn't there now on the horizon? And yeah, I just don't know what to expect. But as you said, Nath, there's been lots of talk as well away from just the FA Trophy this week and particularly Jordan Davis being asked who would play him in a film obviously we've got Robin Ryan two Hollywood stars and their families at Wembley this weekend Jordan Davis said he would like Tom Hardy to play it's him a hell of a pick a movie it's a hell of a pick it's a hell of a pick uh, and I'm sure that you know I'm sure Ryan could arrange that to get Tom involved but it, it got me thinking Rich and hopefully some of the listeners can maybe give us their take on Twitter um, at Rob Ryan Red. Who, who, who? What other actors can we think of that would play? I've had, a, I've had a go at it. I've had to think of a few names. Yeah, I mean, but any it, actors stand out that that would want to play, the rest of the squad? Like I said, the the only one that sort of sprung to my mind was Russell Crowe as Ollie Palmer. That makes sense. Two, That's what I've got. Two gladiators. I've got that down. Oh, you not? That's a must. That's a must. So that one I, made I mean, sense I, to me. That one made sense. I mean, I've got, I've got in here. I've got Matt Damon playing Luke Young. I feel like you know. I feel like Matt Damon. He he was the captain in the film. I want to say Invictus, the rugby the rugby movie. Maybe it wasn't called that, but he, he was captain in a in a in a rugby film. And I feel like he's got the. They're probably probably similar height. I guess I don't think Matt Damon's the tallest person in the world. So I've gone with Matt Damon playing Luke Young. I'm not sure if he liked that or not. I mean, I've got Ben Affleck playing Ben Tozer here. Have so got... I mean, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck will know what it's like to be a, a loved Ben in North Wales. I, I thought you were choosing yeah, them just solely based on the first names. Then who who shares a name? No, no. I mean, no. I've, I've got Ben Affleck playing Ben. T- I've not. To be honest, I really should be testing out Ben Affleck's throwing ability at this point. I maybe I should be picking a, 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 an Olympic javelin, uh, javelin thrower. What would you call him? Javelinist? No idea. Um, javeliner. Big um, Aaron. Launcher. Aaron Hayden. I've got two options for you. Now, admittedly, I, I'm trying to think. You know. Denzel Washington here, a legend of the game. And everybody loves Denzel. And everyone loves Aaron Hayden. Admittedly, Denzel's considerably older. And so I don't know if that would be passable in the film. But if people are going to pull me up on Denzel, what about Star Wars' John Boyega? You know, rising star as a British actor. I think that would be a great fit as, as Aaron Hayden. Or no, am I chatting nonsense? Yeah, I don't know, really. Um you don't know. I mean, I'm, look, I'm, I'm picking up some I'm good options. I want to get know who. I'm more interested to know who who you got playing Phil Parkey, to be honest. Um, yeah, that one's I, that that I don't have anyone playing for. But to be honest, Paul Mullin and Phil Parkey were the ones I struggled with the most. Um, so if you've got any suggestions for Parkinson for Mullin, and he'll probably I'm, he won't listen to this, but if he does, uh, I've got him as Stephen. I've got Stephen Graham. That's purely because of the accent. I, I was struggling to think of Leonardo DiCaprio doing a Scouse accent. Um. I don't think it's in his locker, Rich. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't know if Mark Wahlberg has that in his locker. Um, and the other ones I've got quickly, I've got Gerard Butler playing James Jones. I've got Will Poulter, who people will know. What's he been on? Uh, Meet the Family and various other things. Quite a famous actor uh, playing Max Kluwerth. And I've got Cole Sprouse playing Dan Javs. I've got an unlimited budget, basically. And you are, you are like Wrexham AFC, though, or Athletic yeah, Club. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, remember Athletic Club. Come on now, um, I've got an unlimited budget. But yeah, if you've got any ideas of Hollywood stars you think would be good to play, I'm just intrigued. Who? Uh, there's lots of actors out there. Uh, does anyone fit the Leonardo DiCaprio mold? Uh, would George Clooney be any good? 
Um, I mean, can we can we can we get Clooney to play Parky? Who knows? I don't know. So, let us know so anyway. Let us know. Let us know. And also let us know what your plan is for Wembley. You green man, are you coming down for the weekend? You know, this will be out on Thursday. Let us know and listen to this and share this. And what do we say, Rich? Tell people. Give us reviews. You normally do this. I just kind of give the email address. Yeah, just, yeah. If you if you enjoy the podcast, just like leave a like, subscribe. And word of mouth is always the best way to, to help sort of spread the work we're doing. We really do appreciate that. We are going to maybe in a few weeks just suggest ways that of ways you could help the podcast. Um, but this week is all about Wrexham. It's all about going to Wembley, having a party, having a celebration and having a chance to reflect on what has been an incredible season. It's exciting. There's been so many twists and turns. There are hopefully three cup finals left. Wrexham are three wins away. Promotion and cup double. It sounds good, doesn't it, Nath? But it also sounds far easier said than done. No matter what happens, myself and Nath will be there at Wembley. We'll be there at Box Park on Sunday, as he said. Please do come along and say hello if you do spot us and if you're sober enough at that stage as well. <laughs> and yeah, we'll be back early next week to look back at what does happen at Wembley this weekend and look ahead to that mouth-watering playoff semi-final, Wrexham versus Notts County or Grimsby at the Kairas. Kairas, we're going to Wembley. We're going to Wembley. Come on the ticks, Wrexham versus Bromley. <laughs> That's never going to get old, is it? Take care. We'll see you <laughs> on Sunday. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.